Welcome to the Review Zoo. We did not lie. There is theme music. We I are men of our word. Yes. And I, and I am Samuel Harper. We also got our timing off, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's natural. Theme music. It threw us off now. Normally, yeah. we just kind of start in the middle of a sentence and we go from there. But No, it normally starts with you were starting to record while we're in the middle of a conversation and you not telling me and then I find out like 60 seconds afterwards. Let's not point fingers. Let's uh, not point fingers. Yeah, you know, fingers are being pointed. But, um, you know, theme music. We're, we're, we're leveling up. So this is the Review Zoo, the premier podcast of the Rapture Press Network. And we are here once again on a Wednesday night to talk geekery with you. Comic book related news in the comic book related world. So, are we ready to talk comic book things? Oh, I'm born ready. Okay, okay. Well, I know we've talked about it a lot over the last few months, and uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit more again, but Avengers Endgame. Ooh! It, uh, as we said last week, was coming for Avatar's ass, and it has officially come. Phrasing. Phrasing. Yeah, phrasing. That's, see, that's going to be a sound drift. We're going to need that one, because yeah. we also have a, we have, a, we have a soundboard now. We can actually play sounds if we wanted to, so... Andrew, Dallas. Don't worry. So yeah, that uh, was a super old song from uh, the eighties, I guess. Yeah. Don't we're gonna worry, have be happy. Yeah. We're gonna have so fun with that. I, I really hope we don't piss people off, but it's gonna be it's gonna be terrible. Um, but yeah, we have sounds now, so that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, Avengers is back. Um, it's right. coming back to theaters this Friday, June 28th, which is two days from now. And uh, I think it's already beaten Avatar's record in pre-sales and whatever. Maybe places it might still be showing right now. Are you sure? Because I don't think it is. I feel like I saw that early this week after it was reannounced. I feel like the pre-sales for this have actually gone rather well again still for... Um, Avengers Endgame re-release. I'm just taking a quick look at Box Office Mojo to get a better idea, but I think it has officially beaten Avatar now because Avatar was about 2.7 billion. Yes, I think I don't know exactly how much, but right now its worldwide total is 2.751 billion. Um, so I think it may have already beaten Avatar. Um, just last time they said last time they were talking, they said they were off by 54 million. Okay, you know, you're right. Avatar is 2.788 billion. Uh, Avengers Endgame is 2.751. So it's roughly $37 million off. Uh And uh, it's quite possible it's going to have that uh, by the end of the weekend. It's, It's possible. I mean, I think so. You know, I'd have to look up some more, but um, I'm thinking it's... I think it's going to come for that, but one more time. It's going to beat Avatar. I can't... They're going to push it. They're going to push it. So, yeah. Um, in case you're wondering, what what's worth seeing if you've already seen this? Well, it's going to have a new poster that you can get if you go to see the, in the theaters. Well, it's still Limited supplies. Limited, Limited supplies. supplies. 
Uh, it's a poster of Tony Stark's version of the Infinity Gauntlet with the caption, We Love You 3000, below it, and Marvel Studios. Uh, meanwhile, the screening will also include a new introduction from director Anthony Russo, an unfinished deleted scene, and a sneak peek of Spider-Man Far From Home before it officially opens next week. I don't know. If that makes it worth for you to go see, uh, you know, go see it. And maybe you have an excuse you're looking for to go see it a second time. Seems good enough to me. And I think the deleted scene is supposed to do something with the Hulk. So maybe if you think Hulk needs some more, go for more Hulk. Okay, so like, um, I have mixed feelings about this. Yeah. Because, because uh, Fergie, base, Feige, sorry. Feige. Feige basically said that this... He said it wasn't going to be a lot of stuff in there. And comparatively with the whole movie, it's not a lot of stuff that they added on. He says mm-hmm. it's mostly a marketing stunt, like a like a promotional thing. Um, so he's basically saying that, you know, the real reason we're doing this is because we're coming for Avatar. Yeah, and we want, to, we want to win. And, like, they own Avatar, so it's... It's okay. My, my significant other's walking around, that's all. Don't worry. Although we may have lost Sam. Disney wins. I think we lost you for a second, Sam. Can you hear me? Can Can you hear me? I can hear you now, but I think we lost you for a second. The last thing I said, you heard you say was, they own Avatar. And no matter who wins, or Disney wins at the end of it, that Disney gets paid. But I mean, uh, you know, it's a pride thing. Before they owned Avatar, they created this movie. And they wanted to win. No, here's the thing. Like, th- this is this is the other side to that. Mm-hmm. Did Marvel movies as a whole has done so much right mm-hmm. that I'm willing, almost willing to, I can almost justify it in my head that like, here's here's extra money so you can get your goal of being the number one movie because you know what, you deserve it. Funny, yeah. this is an actual uh, a plug to Mike and Mike goes to the movies. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you guys. Hey, Mike's. Um, I was listening to their podcast, and they were talking about... And I'm, I'm back listening to it because I had a lot of stuff in my life. And I was listening to their Game of Thrones podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the Game of Thrones episode, and they were talking about how um, how disappointed Game of Thrones Season 8 was, which I agree. But, you know, they liked it overall. They said that it was kind of also weirdly flavored because it came out on the same time as Endgame, and Endgame was so universally loved. Yeah. And, like, it, that literally kicked in my head. Like, yeah, Endgame is universally loved. I haven't heard anyone shit on Endgame and at all. Say like anything was like super bad with the movie or that yeah. was good. Everyone thinks that this was a great way to close out the Avengers saga, the great way to close out the entire Infinity saga. It's a great way to, you know, wrap bookmark. up kind of yeah. the series in a way. Yeah, kind and, of closing it out still, but kind of wrap it up and still make everything work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if it's wants to make an extra 37 million to like beat out avatar even though they own avatar some of the fans might be like you know what? for doing such a good do- job and you know holding us down for 10 years and still making it this far maybe i'll part with my money maybe this will be this is us showing you that this is what you do to your fans and this is what you do for your fans the fans will do for you true also though i think the fact that there's not a ton of stuff in this is probably because uh, it's coming out to streaming services on July 30th, and it's coming out to Blu-ray on August 13th of this year. So it's coming out pretty soon. It's just, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's, there's 30 more million dollars to make to at least beat Avatar. 
So I think they mean, I think they mean in release, right? Doesn't it mean like in like theaters? They're talking about like theaters, like theater money, not like a yeah. actual product. Theater money. Theater money. Yeah, so I mean, Avatar made way more if you consider whether you probably sold the DVDs for and everything afterwards. Oh, but uh, in actual, in actual theater money, they're within thirty million dollars spitting distance. Mm. Um, although people are going to be pissed off because apparently the 4K Blu-ray version uh, doesn't have a lot of extra stuff on it. Uh, they're basically saying said the film will only be available in 4K Blu-ray in the basic HDR10 format, which doesn't provide any scene-by-scene data, and so leaves TVs having to figure out things for themselves based on much more basic information. High-end TVs can develop a lot. So people apparently are, are saying that Disney could have released a more dynamic HDR format for 4K, uh, and assuming that they'll probably do it somewhere else down the line, which is annoying. Uh, Endgame was shot entirely with IMAX, so it seems like there will be no support for IMAX screen-filling aspect ratio. Uh, yeah, apparently they could make this Blu-ray better, so I'm going to assume I'm going to skip the first one and wait and see if there's a super-duper edition later on. That is because they're probably waiting for the super yeah. collector edition that they're going to yeah. release around Christmas time. Yeah. Because that's the best time. To, or like Black Friday, obviously. That's yeah. the best time to do it. Where you just have like, do you want the entire Marvel Universe as one collector's set mm-hmm. inside of an Infinity Gauntlet or some dumb shit like that? Mm-hmm. And you just get this super max thing and you put it up there. And it's like shape of the like Avenger symbol or some dumb stuff. Or like, <laughs> that would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, and that's where they're gonna have all that blue thing, and they're gonna have like individual entries from all the like from like the major the five starting Avengers. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I, I gotta start saving now. Uh, well, piggybacking off of uh, Avengers news to something slightly Avengers related. Uh, the Black Widow movie is filming right now as you speak. You know, that character who, uh, if you've seen the movie, uh, has a big part. And if you've really seen the movie with spoilers, uh, you might want to bleep this next 30 seconds out. Uh, she dies. So we don't know where this movie takes place in a timeline. It does. They do. It takes place like in the early 90s or some shit like that. This, this... I don't think that's been officially said. I think this is going to be... I think they said that this is about the Red Room, like, her training in the Red Room. They, they did and say then, it's about some of that, yeah. And, like, I think they're going to go over what actually happened in Budapest between her and Hawkeye. Maybe. I mean, they're already saying that everybody believes that uh, Florence... I don't know how you say her last name. I should have looked that up. Florence Pug... Uh, is going to play um, Yelena Belova, who is basically known blonde as Black, Black Widow. Widow. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's an early one. I, I don't know how big a prequel it is. I feel like it's going to take place like later. I feel like it's going to take place either during her Shield career or it's going to take place like during that five years. That just seems like such a seems like such a perfect time to place this movie because so much stuff should have happened probably on Earth during that five years. Like there had to be a lot of chaos, and bad people had to try to take advantage of it. Yeah, so it's like a perfect place to tell these unseen stories. Yeah, for like the characters who are still there, and maybe even introduce a few characters who've been operating in that five years, because other heroes are gone. Yeah, and then you have like um, you end it with her pretty much Bucky Barnes and Yelena, and then Mm -hmm. you get Black Widow two coming out when since Black Widow's dead and like she's dead. Oh, I could. I I have to be activated because the Mm -hmm. world needs a Black Widow. They need a super spy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You need someone to fight the wars that you would even know are being happening between the governments. That could work, but yeah, the set <laughs> pictures. <laughs> the set pictures basically seem to say it's uh, currently taking place across Europe. 
Um, and there's a costume character who's been spotted on the set who may look a lot like the Taskmaster. Woo! Um, so, yeah. They're also saying who could be in the costume. David Harbour seems to be a strong contender. So, I guess good on David Harbour. He bounced back from Hellboy to a Marvel movie, potentially as Taskmaster. Um, good for him. Taskmaster is great, and he I mean, is... it's definitely a good character. Yeah, and he's and it was, what's good about him is he's for hire. Yes. He's sometimes kind of, he can be good, sometimes he can be bad. Exactly. There was times where he was, like, a villain, straight up, and then there's been times where he's been, like... Just a gun for hire. Like, hey, you want uh, me to help you? Sure. You pay me more money, I'll do whatever you want. More like, we have a Black Ops mission, and we can't have, like, you know, the good guy, like, you know, the Avengers on the team, so mm-hmm. we need to put the people, and we need a strong contender who can do pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. And you get Taskmaster. Because he can do pretty much anything he can watch. Uh, Taskmaster is a super is a pretty much a mercenary character in the Marvel Universe who has the ability to mimic anything he's seen with his body. So if he's so he can learn kung fu by just watching you. He can learn how to shoot pool just watching you. Yeah. When he first started learning you how to use his powers, he he watched a diver do their perfect dive and replicated it. What the problem with that was he didn't learn how to swim. <laughs> so he immediately started no joke, this is this is actual canon. He started drowning. And because of that, he had a fear of water. That is one of his big fears. No joke. He has a wow. fear of water because of he did that. I mean, he, I think he learned how to swim afterwards. I would think so. After that, you would probably spend a lot of time watching people swim. And you'd just be like, okay, that's what I do. Yeah, so he probably, I don't drown. Yeah, he probably, like, binge-watched the Olympics when Michael Phelps yeah. was winning the Olympic gold medals. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, uh, I'm going to watch some dolphins. I'm going to watch some people. I'm not going to drown ever again. But there, there was also this weird life hack where he can like watch a film, like a kung fu flick, like sped up, and he'll be able to like fight faster. Fight faster. I think I remember that one. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, it's 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 kind of a crazy. Game. Although I think he has a downfall. They put it in oh, somebody put it into books a couple of years ago where like he basically can't remember a lot of shit about his like personal life and his family. Yeah, they had a short miniseries about Taskmaster where he was like, you find out that his his powers cause him to forget things. Yeah. So like he like he goes on this mission to try to find something, and then he actually ends up working with what he he doesn't know his wife, and then like they help her, and like I think he almost remembers, and then he forgets again, mm-hmm. and then it goes back and all that stuff. So that's kind of tragic. Yeah, yeah, but interesting character. Usually pops up as you know, again gun for hire and. Uh, Possibly trainer of future bad guys to be henchmen because he has a henchman school. Um, yeah, and he last popped up in Spider Man and Spider Man's last crossover with uh, Craven the Hunter and other things, uh, where he was basically rounding up uh, animal like characters to be put into kind of Craven's um, hunting range, I guess, for yeah. rich people. He was doing the whole the danger, most dangerous animal, yeah, like the kind most of dangerous hunting. animal is man. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, and moving on to further Marvel movie news, The Eternals. That thing that we said we don't think anyone cares about? Yeah, that thing. Um, well, they keep uh, stacking the deck on that damn thing. Uh, we already knew Angelina Jolie was going to be in it. Um, we've already heard rumors, potentially, that uh, Keanu Reeves could also be in it because they seem to be looking for really big people for this movie. And... Now we're hearing rumors that Salma Hayek might be in it. And I'm excited yeah. for Salma Hayek. Also, Richard Madden and Kumail Nanjani are also reported to be in this movie as well. Um, wow. Wow, yes. wow, 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 wow. Salma Hayek. 
I wait, 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 wait. Maybe I missed. Okay, it's unlikely that Heimlich will be stepping into the role previously intended for Jolie, since that seems like the kind of shift that Umberto Gonzalez, who broke the story, would be on top of. But um, yeah. Uh, Selma Hayek in a Marvel movie. Make this canon. Um, you seem to not be as excited as I was. Uh, I mean, I like the fact that it gives it draw that makes more people want to watch it. But yes. like, uh, but it's I don't. Heck. What has she ever done to wrong you? Nothing. Other, I mean, like fools rush in. That pretty much ruined that me. That was delightful. How can I ever find a love like that? I mean, first you go to a small Mexican village. And then you look around and hopefully you find the next Selma Hayek. Uh, nah, that's... I don't know. That's problematic as hell. Um, <laughs> that, also, that was a movie that made me not want to punch Chandler, so shout out to you. There you, for, go. You, know, there you go. That's probably the most I've seen him in, because, you know, I didn't watch Friends ever. But Yeah, you kind of have to if you, you know, no, grew up at a... I've never watched Friends. No, you did, you just didn't I, know you I don't do. even like New York. And I couldn't watch Friends because I was like, this is not New York. This is this is a fictionalized, yuppie version of what they wish New York could be. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. And that's, that's why I never watched it. I was like, no one in New York lives in an apartment this big, even if they have 15 roommates. Yeah. This is not Rent. It's not the 1980s. When everyone no, that's... could squat in an old warehouse and call it home. That was the... Wow. Rent was a good movie. It was. It was. It's kind of good play. Unrelatable now, but it was a good yeah. time. Yeah. Like, none of it, it. They've tried to reboot that thing, and it's like, this doesn't make sense. It's like, oh no, we don't have money to pay rent. In Alphabet City, the rents are now $3,000 a month, but how can we pay it? We don't have jobs. I mean, one of them was a teacher, or a substitute teacher. Was one of them a substitute teacher? I so. I think the one that was dating Angel. Yes, he was a teacher. And I believe he may have even taught in college, actually. He may not have been a substitute teacher. Yeah. I think he was an adjunct. Yeah. Yes. But he was the po- only one who had a job. Because poverty comes for all people. And then he quit his job. Hmm. So he was the only one who had a job, other than the one who played drums on the street for money. Yeah, that guy had a job. Yeah. And the only one who really had a job was hated by the rest of his friends. Because he had a job, and they considered him a sellout. Because he didn't want to I'm, be homeless. You no, know, he didn't want to be an artist. That's what they were... He wanted to be an artist. He just did not want to be a poor artist. Yeah, yeah no one ever thinks about he that. He was like, I'll open a studio, but we can charge people to use it while we do things that they pay for. And they could not see his point of view. They were like, you're a sellout, man. Art should be free. Exactly, exactly. Ye- just provide us with space yeah why don't you just let us live here for free man you own the building what's your problem silly him fuck him for wanting rent out of a manhattan property let you live here for free yeah you're really really sorry you know what this is actually could be a good spin-off po- podcast where we just talk about rent and like broadway <laughs> shows and why their plots make no sense now no yeah there's but, lots of things like cats is coming back and i'm sure that's gonna go over well what? Cats is coming back? For real? Bro, it's being made into a movie. I'm pretty sure John Legend, a couple people are in that damn thing. Are you serious? I did not even know about this. did not know about this? I've been talking about this for a while. Oh, man. Um, I'm just going to look real fast. Sorry. Uh, you, do you really want to know who's in this? Yeah, actually, go for it. Okay, so it's coming out this year, December 20th. <sighs> oh, God, the trail's going to be like chill giving. 
can't even imagine. Okay, so um, Jennifer Hudson's in it. Oh God. Taylor okay. Swift's yeah. in it. What? James Corden's in it. Rebel Wilson's okay. in it. Jason Derulo's okay. in it. What? Yeah, okay. I, mean, I don't know who Ray Winstone is. Um, Ray Winstone? Yeah. Oh no, he's he's an old English actor. That's who he is. Yeah, no, I know who he is. Um, Idris Elba's in it. Wow. Ian, Ian McKellen's in it. Wow. Judy Dench is in it. Awesome. Okay. Um, let's see. Is there anybody else I recognize? Lori Davidson is an English actress. Uh, Stephen McRae, Australian ballet dancer. Um, ballet, 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 ballet. Uh, is there anybody else? No, those seem to be all the big stars who aren't like, you know, ballet or Broadway people. Jason yeah. would be in Cats? Yes, Anne Hathaway and Rihanna were supposed to be in it, but both passed due to scheduling conflicts. Yeah, okay. But oh. right now you have Taylor Swift, Jennifer Hudson, Jason Derulo, Rebel Wilson, uh, James Corden, Idris Elba, Ian McKellen, and Judy Dench. Jason Derulo is going to be in Cats. I yes. honestly live action. Hey, Cats. if you want, if you want to revet, ramp your 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 image, go for it. <sighs> Cats. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know how we got here. Okay. <laughs> Back to Selma Hayek. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited for Selma Hayek. Um, I, I don't her. think she. Would I think she can bring things to stuff. I don't know who she'd play. I think she'll fit. I don't think she will. I I, I think Angelina Angelina Jolie will fit because of Wanted and because of Magnificent. Maleficent. I don't, Maleficent. I don't know. Maleficent. That's that's the problem. I don't know if she has the Angelina who was in Wanted in her anymore, and Maleficent. Like I fear that her role is going to just be like. Oh look, she's Maleficent without horns. She's what is the problem trying, with that? I, I don't want to see that. Like it's just like, oh, she's being slyly evil again. We haven't seen this before. Cersei wasn't. I mean, Cersei's more like not evil, but more like she's yeah. not good. She's just not. Yeah, evil. I know. She's just not like. She has her own definition of good and evil. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it's probably just because I'm not excited for the Eternals yet, and I have no idea um, what they're going to do. I honestly um, don't think we're going to be excited for the Eternals until we see a trailer. Yeah, I think that's the case. It's a very big concept, so I don't know. I just, I guess, my brain still can't figure out exactly how the hell they're going to approach this to make this work. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I just, I, I can't get excited for it. The most excited I've been is this. Sama Hayek. Woo! Sama Hayek. Woo! While she's still fine. Woo. Somehow. Um, I don't have a good sound for woo, but uh, woo. We should get a woohoo from I Homer. I need a Homer Simpson woohoo. I just, uh, this will be my good sound for woohoo for right now. Okay, that'll be my good sound for it right now. I, I think people are going to start thinking that's the only sound effect we have. <laughs> well, that is not true. And if they think that... Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. There you go. See? We have more sounds. <laughs> that was well played. Good job. Yeah, see, see, see? We just have to have a collection of them well-placed so that we can know exactly when to use them. Um, moving on to now sure. out of the... Wait, wait, wait. Flip, wait. Yes. One more, Charlie yeah. Angels. Yeah, no, I was going to flip-flop. That's exactly what I was going to do. Cool. Um, so, yeah, Charlie's Angels. Uh, I believe you said there was a trailer coming soon. 
trailer is supposed to drop tomorrow, and oh. that the trailer will also be in uh, Spider-Man: Spider-Man Far, from Far From Home. Yes. Okay, so by the time you hear this, you should probably go look for the trailer because it should already be out, since uh, we tend to post these on Fridays. So yeah, uh, new Charlie's Angel movie is coming out. I believe it's this year, and it's being directed by Elizabeth Banks from uh, what's the movie again? Pitch Perfect. Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah, just Pitch about. Perfect one and two. Um, she's also acted in things like Power Rangers and other things that are far better than Power Rangers, which are slipping my mind. But um, Zach and Mary make a porno. The Mary Hunger Mary. Games. The Hunger Games. Yes. Yeah. Both of those movies are good, but for both for different reasons. Very different reasons. Very, very different reasons. Very different reasons. But uh, Elizabeth Banks, um, pretty awesome, honestly. I feel like she's been doing a really good job with the stuff. She's a really good producer and act, uh, director and actress. So I'm kind of interested in her take on Charlie's Angels, because I imagine most Charlie's Angels movies have been directed by men in the past. Yeah. Uh, so I have to imagine this is possibly the first one directed by a woman, which should be interesting. Um, and it now has new stars with Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Balinska as the three titular angels, titu- titular angels, with a supporting cast compromised of Noah Centino uh, to all the boys I've loved. So that's what he's famous from, the Netflix series, because Netflix puts him in everything because he's their new cute boy. Um, <laughs> Sam Claflin. I mean, he really is. They put him in everything. Um, uh, damn, I don't know how to say his name too either, but Digimon Hunsu. From Jaiman Hansu. Jaiman Hansu. So the D is silent. Now I know. Yeah. See, I I, I keep track of all dark skinned actors because there ain't a lot of us out there. So, <laughs> Morris Chestnut. I, I'm watching you too, buddy. There you go. Elizabeth Banks also seems to star in this. Uh, Patrick Stewart also stars in this. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Patrick Stewart better be Charlie. He better be Charlie. He um, better be Charlie. Louis Gerardo Mendez, Murder Mystery. That's the new Adam Sandler, uh, Jennifer Aniston movie, which actually was kind of fun for Netflix and their biggest rated movie ever. It was their biggest, most watched movie on Netflix history. I believe 13 million people they said watched that on the first weekend it came out. An Adam, Ses- uh, Adam Sandler movie. Yes. The Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston. It's 2019. It, it's Netflix. Which their biggest viewing movie of all time. Yes. Think about it. It's, it's Adam Sandler. Everybody knows him. It's Netflix, so it's totally free. You don't have to feel guilty about watching it. And, um, the, I'm sorry, Adam Sandler, June 18th. That's the, yeah, that's it. Netflix's latest Adam Sandler comedy gets 30.9 million viewers in three days. I undersold it. 30 million people watched this in three days. Adam, like, that's what they're reporting variety.com the movie website the movie uh place to go for things in hollywood it broke netflix records it also had Gemma arteriton in it and she's great um netflix, i don't believe it netflix signed a four movie deal with sandler in 2015 and doubled down with the deal for another four movies in 2017 i don't know what his deal was again but it was a massive deal from what i kind of remember um, yeah, his next couple movies, his next movies for oh, forever are gonna be his are gonna be movies. Netflix movies, and then he had like the uh, Despicable Six or some shit like that that like got yeah. booted out of there because they were super. Oh no, it was terrible. It was terrible. But super terrible. Eight of his movies, he's got an eight picture movie deal with Netflix. None of his movies are coming to theaters anymore because he's got eight deals, um, and they only count the views Netflix if members watch at least 70% of the movie. So 30 million people at least watch three-fourths of the movie. Um, 
and basically are saying fortune.com if it had opened in theaters it would have had a 120 million dollar opening weekend haul if it wasn't a streaming movie no it wouldn't have 30 people million people what well, no, no true true if because people actually did go yeah <laughs> yo like Y'all can't I, see what? sam's face he's so frustrated <laughs> I don't believe. It. Look, no, this is nothing. You know what? Look, this Netflix is, doesn't usually talk numbers, so if they're talking numbers, this is probably legit. Something. I'm something again. You know what? No, I'm against it. I don't. No, I don't want to believe that. I honestly believe that. I think like best Adam Sandler movie was probably back way back 10, 15 years ago. I don't think he has good movies in him. I think he should I, watch this one. Actually, I I'm not a fan of him that I go to like theaters to see his movies, but I sat down to watch this one and I was like. I was pleasantly entertained. I honestly feel like the few times I've seen when he's done like a movie with Jennifer Aniston, somehow she brings something better to it. Like, I don't know, it's not allowed to be as stupid because she's in it. Yeah, that's true. Jennifer Aniston does has like a standard about that kind of it shit. It kind of feels like that. It's not a lot. Also, I saw Charlize Theron produced this movie. Ooh. So she was a part of this movie too. Oh. I don't know. It, it, it had some decent like B-level stars in it. Um, I mean... I, I can see a review on the first page of this whole thing on Google that, like, IndieWire gave it a one rating. <laughs> yeah, no, like... But 30 million people watched it. I don't... You know, I just... So? Like, we watched fucking Trump being inaugurated, and I didn't give a fuck about the, I that. We knew that would affect the world. We know this isn't going to affect the world. So, you know, Adam Sandler's new movie is going to affect the world. It only affects his pocket. Like, 12 people be sharing Netflix classrooms. So, what, like, 100 people saw this movie? This is 200 true. people? This is true. But, you know, his combined movies have grossed over $2 billion at the box office. That, yeah, and that frustrates me even more. Comedy <laughs> films, man. You know, he's 52 years old. He's, uh, he does his thing. Um, but it's a hit. So, you know, Netflix is probably going to be like, hey, do you want to make more movies, Adam Sandler? And he's going to be like... Uh, yeah, I want to make more movies. Why would I not want to make more movies? This is the easiest thing ever. I don't have to worry about, you know, if they do well or not. You guys are just going to make them. It's great. <sighs> Needless to say, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> it's coming out. Um, the trailer will be out this week, so we'll get to see a little bit of that. A sneak peek. Um, it's going to be taking place now. And... Yeah, actually, I don't see a release date for when it's supposed to be coming out, but uh, I imagine we'll find that out when the trailer hits. But I think it's this year. Kristen Stewart, this is probably... If this movie is good, this is going to be her second act. I think so. I, I, I would agree with that. It's coming out November, November 15th. Yeah. Yeah, I could buy that. If it's good, this should be her second act, and she should be... I have to imagine she would be the lead, because everybody else... Oh, Elizabeth Banks plays Bosley on this. That's her role. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. She she is goofy enough to play Bosley, but she's oh, no. goofy but serious enough to play Bosley. Yeah, no, she can she can pull off both. But um but yeah, it's November fifteenth. And you know, she Kristen Stewart is kind of taking a similar path, I feel like, to Robert Pattinson ever since Twilight. She's done a lot of indie stuff. She's done yeah. a lot of stuff that for the most part is pretty respectable and daring in terms of a career. But um it probably hasn't received the same level of praise, I guess, that Pattinson has gotten. I feel um, like Pattinson has kind of broken away from Twilight, and he's now viewed as kind of a respected actor, while she probably still is kind of more tied to it. Also, also, it might have something to do with she was dating Robert Pattinson and then had an affair with their director, 
in front of everyone. It takes two to tangle, man. You can't you can't blame her for this forever. No, I I can. I'm I sure can't. our Pat is is oh, over. I, he's I'm I, sure he's moved on. I no. Pers- me personally, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Like people cheat. That's just that shit happens. But she, she, okay, so Twilight was the biggest thing since Sight Spread at the time. Yes. And she cheated in public yes. in a car in with car. paparazzi taking pictures with the director. I mean, I'm sure that when she started the cheating at that time, the paparazzi weren't taking pictures. At the car, but then one rolled up, and where can you go after that? Your pants are down. You just you're stuck. Whole picture of his head in her crotch. I mean, at that point, you just gotta roll with it and hope they think it's Robert Pattinson. You know? No. You know, just hope your hair looks similar. Yeah. No, probably not. I mean, you're stuck. You're already there. What do you do? Uh, uh, you finish and go on. East. I mean, you can't explain. What are you gonna die? He dropped his contact. He was looking for it. <laughs> In my zipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pesky, pesky contacts. Yeah, her zipper was stuck. He was trying to help her. His con- he blinked hard. His contact fell out. He had to find it. His fingers were stuck in the zipper, so he had to use his teeth to get the contact back out. And then everyone showed up. Uh uh-uh. Whoopsie daisy. I don't, know, I don't know. Was that Pee Wee Herman? I don't know. No, Pee Wee Herman, but uh oh, ah! Kind of like that, you know? Or, yeah. Uh oh, spaghetti. I don't know. Something like that, but yeah. This is a wacky episode. It is a little wacky. Um, and moving on to something slightly more wacky. We're talking DC movie news. DC! And something that'll make us all happy. Um, first, that'll be uh, Teen Titans. Go versus Teen Titans. Yes. It may not make sense to anyone uh, what I just said. But what I basically just said is that they're doing a DC movie where the Teen Titans Go, the more cartoony version of the Teen Titans, will fight the Teen Titans, the more serious version of the Teen Titans from that also made cartoon. Okay, so Teen Titans was the first thing to come out, and it was animated, and it was... I don't know who it was supposed to be marketed to, but it fucking rocked. Yes. Great franchise. I, I I gotta say, DC has always done the right thing. Not always. DC has most of the times done the right thing with their animated properties, like anim- television shows, mm-hmm. like the Justice League and stuff like that. That has always been really good. And like the animated movies have always been really good. So like they should do more of that or whoever the hell they have running that to like do other things. But I digress. Teen Titan was amazing, and then it went off the air. I don't know why it went off the air because I was watching it religiously. So yeah. was a bunch of other people. It was a Cartoon Network. That was the problem. Cartoon Network cuts every show after three seasons if it's doing really well, or at least they used to. Yeah, and they, they stop really Yeah, no. So dumb. I don't think they do it now. Obviously, since Rick and Morty has been uh, renewed for like six seasons, but um, they used to do it. It was pretty stupid, and it was yeah. just the plan of the executives there at the time. So they canceled it, but then they're like. Public outcry made them so say, "Okay, you know, we're gonna bring it. back." Huh? Yeah, they immediately rebooted it. Yeah, but then they decided to go completely and totally zany with it, mm-hmm. and have this whole other one where it's not as serious. It's called Teen Titans Go. Now, I am talking Teen in Titans. by because 
I watched maybe an episode of it, and then I was just like, pass. People have told me it's good. People that I'm close to, people who I trust their opinion. So I'm going to give it a buy and say Teen Titans, good. Teen Titans Go is good. It's not for everybody because it damn sure ain't for me, but it's good <laughs> for everybody. It's not, but it's, it's, fun. it's good. It's fun. It's not for everybody, but it's fun. Now, they're making a movie over it where they have the serious Teen Titans fighting the animated Go Teen Titans and then yes. working together to fight against a uh, common Trigon. enemy. Yeah, Trigon. Trigon from both dimensions. Yeah, Raven's demon dad. Exactly. And, like, the, it looks... the. I'm not going to lie. The movie looks rad. Yes. I, I really don't care about the Teen Titans Go, but <laughs> the movie looks rad. It, I hope this is a, some type of way that they can bring back the Teen Titans to, like, the original thing so we can finish all the story so we can explain to us what happened to Terra and what they're going to do with the rest of those Titan guys. Yeah, we'll also, see. also, I sent this out to... As soon as I found out, I sent this out to my friends at... All of them had the first one of the first reactions they had was why is this going straight to DVD? Because that's their model. They just put everything straight to DVD nowadays. No, that's the funny thing. Teen Titans Go had a Teen Titans Go to the movies movie that was in movie theaters. Uh, wasn't that this year? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I was this year. Or it was I, very late last year. It was very again, recent. Again, I have I do not care about Teen Titans Go. <laughs> like I never like I am not paying attention to this TV show. Like mm-hmm. I know it exists, but I was like Pfft. I don't care. Uh, like, That's probably it, why, though. It probably just released it, had that one, and it probably did well better than anybody thought, and then they were like, well, we already had this one planned. We're just going to go straight to DVD. Yeah, but the thing is, like, in theaters, it took them, apparently it took them $10 million to make, and it made $52 million. Mm-hmm. So, like, it did all right. You can put that in theaters. I would go to theaters to see Teen Titans, not Teen Titans Go, but if it's a Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans, I would go see the movie just because Teen Titans are in it. That's how much I like Teen Titans. The writing on Teen Titans was so... People need to find... Go... If you haven't seen Teen Titans, the animated series, watch the Teen Titans. And then if you get Jones in for that, could turn on um, DC Universe, if it's still around, and watch T- Young Justice, because that was... Yeah. Oh, yeah. DC Universe the, might be going away. We'll see. Yeah. What? 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 Warner Brothers what? is launching their own uh, I, streaming I, service. And I don't understand that. Again, they don't do anything very logically there sometimes. Um, it's a bit of a mess. Um, Warner Brothers, so... So, yeah, we'll see how DC Universe does in the next few months to year. To Disney. And then we can combine the universes <laughs> like they're supposed to. I mean, if they want to sell themselves now, it's the best time because, you know, their current FCC and president won't give a shit about it, so... They'll get away with it now. If they try to do it in two years, they may have competition or they may have, you know, an FCC that was like, ah, it's kind of a monopoly. You guys can't do that. Sorry. So, yeah, this is the time if they want to do it. This is the time. Also, uh, just a quick thing to throw in there. Not going to talk about it, but Suicide Squad starts filming in September. So, there we go. I almost forgot that movie was happening. Yep. Well, it is. And it starts filming this year. So There's going to be, like, a whole different people in it. And then some people... Um, mm-hmm. old people and like I don't oh there was like screenshots for like uh, Birds of Prey I have oh yeah probably I haven't seen it, like, it stills I didn't get to see it because by the time I got there Twitter was already like no but <laughs> oh, I forgot that that movie was happening too that movie already happened doesn't it I think I think they've already filmed it Real quick, did you really hate the Joker that was in the Suicide Squad movie? I hated the Joker so much. I couldn't hate anything worse. Okay. Uh, the Joker is... is, like, the thing I would wish on my worst enemy, and then I would feel bad about it afterwards, because I'd be like, oh, I really did that to somebody. I 
I, I made them have to sit through this Joker because it's the worst thing my eyes and ears have ever heard and seen, and I just wish I could block it out. But it's always going to be there now, this terrible, terrible Joker. I think I'm going to... Why? So a segment called, I guess I'm the only one for this podcast. And one that. of the first, the first those things I'm going to talk about is, and you can quote me on this, Joker from the Suicide Squad, because I actually like that Joker, and not love, like, and Wild Wild West. Because these are two things that I said to always be the only one defending. Do we do we do that not do this segment now or do we do this no. segment for you later? I'll do it later. Just okay. put it, mark this down. I'm gonna uh, do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this to the end. Um, so, are we want to call this. You could be wrong. No, we're gonna. No, no. I, oh, I'm the only one. Be, <laughs> I guess I'm the only one that. Just, no, just just call it. I guess I'm the only one. I guess I'm the only one. Okay. A peek behind the curtain. This is how ideas get made, people. Sorry for the typing. Okay. Uh, The clickety clack. I need some quieter keyboards. It's awesome SMR shit right now. Exactly. We need two mics each. All right. Um, Moving on to Batman movie news. Since we talked about Kirsten Stewart and things like that, this, you know, similar ish. Uh, but Andy Serkis, we are now mentioning that Andy Serkis might be involved in the Batman movie, and people make him are, Alfred. And people are now wondering what his role could be. Alfred, really? Make him Alfred. That's go all, go all out, go all out. Interesting. No, because Robert Patterson is going to be the Batman where it's either going to be amazing or it's going to be a train wreck. So go all out. Make it so that Andy Serkis is Alfred, because no one would see that. But wouldn't that be, if he could pull it off, wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, I could imagine he probably could pull it off. There seems to be very little Andy Circus can't pull off. I mean, it feels like he could. The the only thing is that most people seem to think he's going to play uh, Dr. Hugo Strange. Yeah, yeah. And I heard that, and I was like, that's perfect. That's exactly Andy Circus. Oh, uh, okay. So go. I have strange, and like they can never put him in the movies because no one would be able to do him judge, justice. And, no one would. Right? And now I have to take my foot out of my mouth because yeah. damn, that would work. Oh yeah. no, he he completely, he just feels like him already. It's like yep, yeah, no, that's that's Andy Circus right there, Doctor Hugo mm-hmm. Strange. Mm. And if you wanted to do a Batman movie that's more detective-y and more mental, uh, more yeah. less, yeah, you put Hugo Strange in, and there you go. You put Hugo Strange in it, and you still get to do the Arkham crap, but you, you know get you to have do Arkham stuff. You get to do Batman, and you get to have Andy Circus do some crazy stuff. And Andy Circus uh, is just good at playing a bad guy at this point. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's not too bad. Wait, are they doing the Red Death? What Red Death? What are we um, talking about? I'm sorry, I I saw something with a character. Um, no, it's awesome digital artwork. Uh, I don't, wait, I don't know. Uh, it's for the Flash TV show. Red Death was uh, the Batman who was also yeah. the Flash. And yeah, no, the Red Death that... dressed up like it, but I don't know if it's legit. That better um, not be legit. That's a fan whole... cast for Red Death and CW Flash. Okay, fan cast. Okay, it's fake. Uh, it's fake. Red. Yeah, you actually finish your definition of. I mean, your definition, your quick rundown on Red Death because people need to. The people need to know okay, so how awesome DC Death Metal, was. which was a crossover last year or very early this year, I can't remember. Um, basically, the DC Earth was being invaded by the Dark Multiverse, which was like the evil multiverse. 
So everything that could happen bad happened in this multiverse. And um, it was being invaded by a Batman who was bringing other other terrible Batmans who basically had terrible crap happened with their Justice Leagues. One of which uh, was a Batman who gained the Flash's powers and became called the Red Death um, and used his speed to do terrible things like, to his enemies and everything in general. Um, and it had like little psychic vampire thing, little bats that would fly around and suck speed force out of any speedster. I believe so. Yeah, you see, you remember more than I do. But yeah, yeah, the specific version of Batman looked for new ways to fight crime and ended up absorbing Barry Allen's speed force, which actually trapped the Scarlet Speedster's consciousness inside of Bruce Wayne himself. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, all these Batmans basically did terrible things that ended up terribly for everyone. If you don't know this by now, my favorite DC character is Batman. So, like, when DC Metal came out and it was implied that, like, these were all going to be, like, different versions of Batman with different Justice League slides together, I was just like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll pay money for that. I'll, I'll pay money to read that. Yeah. And they did the point. So if you get a chance to watch, read DC Metal, do it. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was a fun fun little miniseries. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so Andy Serkis could be in this movie. And, of course, uh, the movie's details are under wraps, but it will center on a young Bruce Wayne and feature a rogues gallery of villains that is rumored to include Catwoman and the Penguin. So they might introduce a lot of his rogues galleries. It's set currently to be released June 25th, 2021. So we have some more time to talk about this ad nauseum for later. Have you come around to my way of thinking and say that we should put Joker in this movie? No. Joker. Okay. Joker does not need to be in this movie. We need to stay away from Joker. There are 10,000 characters. We do not need to use Joker. We do not need to beat the dead horse. The horse is dead. Just stop beating the horse. It's dead. Let then it Then tell it to stop p- spitting out money then. Then tell it to stop spitting out money. No. That's why you beat a dead horse when it keeps just, spitting out the damn money. You just, you can come back to it later. The horse isn't going anywhere. Just, just, you have enough for now. Pick up what you got. Do something with it. Come back for it. The horse isn't going anywhere. It's just going to still be there when you come back. You can beat it later. And I'm just sitting in the corner with a knife in one hand and a gloved white hand and gloved hand in the other, snapping my fingers and twirling and twirling. Uh, we don't need the Joker. We already got the Joker. We got the Joker two years ago in Suicide Squad. Everyone saw how well that worked. It was terrible. Lee, awesome. <sighs> Terribly awesome. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm sorry. You think you're so strong because you got a little soundboard? <laughs> yeah. That felt un- that felt that felt that felt unfair. Okay. It, it felt right, but it felt unfair. Um. Needless to say, also in the Batman uh, movie universe, we also have talks complete bullshit because everybody was like, "Oh, Josh Whedon's gonna write a." Oh, I'm sorry, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon's going to write a Batgirl movie. Uh, that's great, because he knows female characters so well. And then he came back six months later and turned around, I can't think of any ideas. And it's like, don't you fucking work in comic books from time to time? No. Couldn't you go and find a Batgirl story that tells a good story and then adapt that shit into a movie because you're a fucking celebrated writer? No. No good ideas, you say. Well, I guess it can't be done. You know what? I'm going to be on the opposite side of that. I think he made the right call because I would rather him say, I can't come up with anything interesting to write about this character or like adapt this character to anything of the stories that we had before to make a movie. Then I'm going to try to do it and then we get shit. Yeah, I would agree with that too. Except I don't think that's why he didn't do it. I think he didn't do it because he was radioactive and he came out as someone who had basically used his power, 
his power and his influence to fuck around on his wife with women who weren't his wife. And that's why he had to not do it. Because suddenly, the champion of... I just... I just... Some background stories I could probably find for someone of your caliber to adapt into a film. A two-hour film. So to come back with the excuse, I couldn't think of any good ideas. No. No. No, 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 no. This is all lies. It would have been easier to say, I couldn't... I didn't want to do this anymore. We decided we had creative differences. Anything. He no. He said he personally couldn't think of anything he could. He himself couldn't write for this character. He said that he couldn't do that. Now, now, he's made Buffy. He's made uh, Dollhouse. He's made all these contests. It's really different. It's a different thing where you take your own, like take something else and like write for someone else. Now, Avengers was yes one and a two. Thing that one and two. That was the thing that happened, and I understand that. But DC is a completely different animal, and he would be having to write for DC, and that means he would be watched by Warner Brothers. And we all know how great Warner Brothers is about letting people write things and not interfering with them. So, I can see why he didn't want to write it. So why does his dumbass come to Warner Brothers after complaining about Marvel being controlling? Because he, at the time, we still thought DC had a shot. I'm going to just read the thing. Earlier this year, Avengers director announced he was leaving DC's Batgirl, citing an inability to come up with a story for the screenplay he'd been working on for months. The former Marvel maven, the guy who was going to lead Marvel into the second universe in the great coming if he had stayed on, uh, bowed out. But at Avengers Infinity War, the creator cleared the air on his real reason. It's been a year since I first pitched the story, so he had a story in mind. A lot happened in that year. The story kind of crumbled in my hands. There were elements that I just hadn't mastered, that after a long time felt like I wasn't going to. I told people that I didn't have an idea, which isn't an exact truth. I had an idea, but it didn't fit in the space that was left for it. It was a little heartbreaking, but I'm working on something of my own now, and there's something more exciting than that. I don't give a shit about what you're working on of your own. Fuck that. Whedon was eventually replaced by Bumblebee screenwriter Christina Hudson, and when asked what he wished for the new interpretation of Batgirl, the writer had this to say, that I go and get to see it. I love that character. Everybody has their own version. I deliberately didn't say, here are my ideas for somebody else. I want somebody else to come up with fresh and with their own take, so I'll be interested to see what happens. I'm not a Joss Whedon fan. I don't actually care. It's just... <sighs> He's full of crap. Okay. Nah. I'm glad someone's going to touch Batgirl and, and do something with it, because it's just... I don't know. It's 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 stupid. But Daisy Ridley may be moving on from Star Wars to, to Batgirl. There's been talk that she's rumored to be the top person in line for the role. Uh, they're very close to a formal casting announcement. If accurate, the move would put exclamation point on an absolutely dizzying career for the actress who was plucked from relative obscurity just four years out ago, uh, four years ago, to being one of the highly anticipated entries of the biggest franchise of all time. She'd only been in one movie prior to Star Wars, a low-budget British film called Scroll, um, and then she was basically put into the highest grossing film of all time domestically after that. So, yeah. Daisy Ridley uh, is having a hell of a start to her career. She did well. Yeah, very well. Very, very well. Uh, Ridley's casting would create quite a bit of excitement um, as it's been a bumpy road to screen. It was announced that Whedon would be doing it, then there was little to no movement on the film for a better part of a year. Then he exited after he neglected to realize that he really didn't have a story. Then Christina Hudson did. The Bumblebee scribe was hired, and she penned it. And she also penned the forthcoming Birds of Prey script. And her work on the script was so impressive that they hired her to handle Batgirl. So this girl who's writing Batgirl is also the one who wrote Birds of Prey. Okay. Um, so I yeah, think it's better anyway. excited. I think it's better. 
I think so. It, uh, I when you have um, this is gonna sound. I'm, you guys know my heart, I guess. I think you know if you have a character who is a woman and you want to have an experience that is kind of more related to you know to to talk to a female artist um, audience, you might want to put a woman to write it. Yes. So like you know like Batgirl is a great DC character. Um, I like her a lot, and I think she would do. I think like putting her on the big screen is a great idea. I think if you have a, a person, a woman writer, would give a more, I guess, realistic exp- approach to Batgirl because you might get to think they might bring out some stuff that you wouldn't even think of because you know you don't have the experiences that a normal woman has. Um, I mean, a woman normally has on her day to day or you know throughout her life. True. I mean, Wonder Woman did so well. I think partially because you know it was written and directed by women. Also, I think DC didn't think it was going to do well, so they didn't interfere with it. I think that helped a lot, too. But yes, I think the people involved are very talented. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think DC just kind of was like, eh, we got bigger stuff to focus on. We got Justice League. Eh, who cares about this Wonder Woman? She'll just go to the kitchen and make us a nice movie. Oh, my God. She's yeah. a hell of a dame. She'll be great, and she'll do her thing. And then we'll move on to Justice League and more some Batman. Because that's how I imagine the DC reps talking, like they're old-timey uh, people from the 20s. I don't know. I... We still make the funny books? Wow, who reads those? You, know. you kind of sound like a John Mulaney making fun of old-timey guys. That's possible. I haven't watched enough John Mulaney, so I'm going to use that as my defense that I don't know what he actually sounds like when he does impressions, but that's... How I do old-timey impressions, because they're like, uh, you know, the funny papers. What are you doing? What's little Lulu up to today? Okay. Um, Thank you. (laughs) There you go. And the last uh, DC Universe news is uh, KJ KJ Appa. That's an interesting name. KJ Appa is possibly going to become Wally West to replace Ezra Miller as the Flash in New Image. Um... So, yeah, Ezra Miller's future as the Flash currently is in doubt since, you know, uh, they've tried to make a Flash movie three times and three directors have all bailed on it over the period of time that they've planned to do this. Because, you know, it's whatever. Back in March, Ezra Miller was said to be writing his own script for the Flash movie with famed comic book writer Grant Morrison. So, yeah, his contract reportedly expired this past May and there's been no word on his future as the iconic DC Comics character. Spider-Man Homecoming writers John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein are still attached to direct The Flash's first cinematic out- outing. Um, yeah. So KJ Appa is better known for his work as Archie Andrews on Riverdale. We will see. Um, so, uh, yeah. I'm gonna, I, I sound like a broken record. Mm-hmm. But like every time we bring up Flash in DC... Mm-hmm. And movies and stuff. I feel as though I, I just see a trend mm-hmm. of all these characters leaving the franchise. Yes. Except two important characters for a storyline that could actually fix the franchise. Yes, this is true. And, and that storyline is Flashpoint. 
This is true. Flashpoint? What happened in Flashpoint? The Flash... Andrew, could you tell us what happened at Flashpoint? You can give us a quick summary. Flash goes back in time to try to save his mother, breaking the DC universe, and making it so that he never becomes the Flash. But in the process, many other heroes never also pop up because of the way things change. And um, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are basically at war during most of the series. Uh, And he has to stop that by re-becoming the Flash and putting everything back to right. Or as close to right as possible. So yes, Wonder Woman and Aquaman, played by their respective actors, are the only ones who are still around. But the problem is, why would they want to change anything when their films are not broke? Well, see, here's the thing. Their films are not broke, but that's the only films that aren't broke. If they do this, not only will they repair the universe that it is, they will stay who they are because we will just keep them. And they will keep it with the new movies. And you can bring in new people, and they can but still arguably, keep this baby Morgan. But arguably, you would need to then potentially have a Flashpoint movie that stars The Flash, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman traveling to this new reality that's been created to fix it so that their reality comes back. Because at the end of Flashpoint, what happens? unnecessary. At the end of Flashpoint, what happens? We get introduced to the New 52, which means it's like a whole different universe from the universe yeah. before that. But you introduce a whole different sets of characters or different variations of those characters. It kind of feels unnecessary. It kind of feels um, like you have these two characters. Use these two characters to bring in your replacements for the characters that you've now replaced. Um, and then just do it that way. Just do like a team-up. Like like Thor with Hulk. Just be like, hey, Wonder Woman. And then in the third Wonder Woman movie, have the new Superman guest star in it to help her out. And then see you introduce the new Superman. Because already you're going to do a new Batman movie, and it's going to be set in the past. So they're not going to... They already have a Batman in this world, if you're going to go by what has happened already with Wonder Woman, who has been a Batman for a long time. So then, do you still use Robert Pattinson's, or do you now pretend like, no, 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 forget that Batman ever met this woman or woman. He's never met her. He's going to meet her for the first time. He's young now. And that's the problem. That's what I'm freaking talking about. Like, if we now risk changing the Batman that's coming, it's like... No, we don't, because, like... The Flashpoint movie isn't... We're not saying make the Flashpoint movie in two years. We're saying make the Flashpoint movie in, like, ten... Like, in, like, the next five, six. They don't have that much long time. No, (laughs) No, they need to, because, look, if they don't do that, then eventually we'll crap out with the Aquaman Wonder Woman. The reason why we... They like those characters, but they're going to run out of movie for them. Yeah, but the problem is, if you do Flashpoint in five years, in that five years' time, you have a new Batman, you have a Justice League movie, you have a Birds of Prey movie. I'm sorry, you don't have a Justice League, but you have a Batman, you have a Birds of Prey that introduced by the British characters, you have a Batgirl potentially, you have all these other characters who are now potentially affected by this Flashpoint movie. Like, yeah, Flashpoint yeah, doesn't feel like a movie one, you can wait for. You have to do it like now or never. But no, but the thing is, if you do it in five years, you have enough time to see how if these movies are going to do well or not. The ones that suck, you just take those actors and they got caught up in the change. The ones who don't suck make it into the new universe. Uh, it's a that perfect is, pruning that is not process. Really flashpoint. You're just changing. Yeah, you have to like you. You're almost infinity warring it. You have to do something completely different. Like it can't be flashpoint at that point because you, you just. It's it's just not flashpoint at that point. It's really it's just not because then you're going to take all these extra characters you've built in the meantime, and lump them into flashpoint so that they all have roles. But you don't have but to. They're lump, also going to be playing like different people. 
but don't you like you don't have a Batman? So like you're gonna be like, oh, we're gonna just make it. You Bruce cast Wayne's someone. Dead Batman, and... Batman wasn't Batman in Flashpoint. Thomas Wayne was Batman in Flashpoint. Yeah, remember? I get it. I get it. I don't. So, I don't. I don't think Flashpoint works anymore in this universe. I just don't I, feel like. I don't feel I, like Flashpoint can work in this movie universe anymore. I think Flashpoint is the only thing that can work to save this this universe. To make Salvage was ever left to bits and start something new. Do a crisis then. Fix it that way. You can't, because TV's done all the damn crises. They haven't done crisis yet. They're getting ready to do crisis, I think, by next year. But they haven't done crisis yet. Yeah, that brings me to my other topic. I think we we if you want to go the nuclear option, they we go to the TV world the TV versions of the uh, characters. Mm-hmm. I think why you can't cast, you know, the, their version of Flash and their version of Green Arrow and all that stuff in the movies is because of scheduling conflicts. You can't film a movie and a TV show at the same time. It just don't, mm-hmm. just don't work. So here's what. You have the final crisis. You have the thing happen. You bring in maybe Ezra Miller and, like, some other people for, like, a cameo. And then you blow everything up and you put everybody into one universe. And you know what? You do away with the movie universe. That blow up blew up the movie universe too. And you graduate TV characters into movie characters. So now you see those characters, the same people you saw Arrow and Flash. And take it, this is taken from someone who doesn't watch that show regularly. Mm. I'm saying, based off fan love alone, that whatever they're doing is probably better than with, with the live action movies. It so is. Cast- but I don't even think you can do that then. Because I think that unfortunately now they have to keep them separate. Because at this point, you have like five to seven seasons of some of these characters. And they've like run through their stories on TV. It's like they've done all the things they would do in their comic books and do for big movies. They've done them on TV versions of them now. So it's like, what are you, what are you going to do? Like, You, you know, make them secondary characters like they are. Because Green Lantern isn't a mainstream. Flash is, but Green Lantern is a mainstream. And Flash isn't... Yeah, but doesn't Green Lantern to... hasn't had a movie and they're potentially talking a Green Lantern core movie. So that's like probably going to happen. <laughs> you know, Arrow has his movie. Supergirl has her TV show which also guest stars Superman in it, who's a superior Superman. He's a superior Superman to Kevin. Henry Cavill's a Superman. Like, well, the first time he popped up, it was basically, like, people going, yo, did you see the Superman's ass? It was basically, like, America's ass from Captain America. Nice. Like, he was in his costume, and it was just like, god damn, that Superman's packing a lot of ass. It's just, yeah. It was, it Superman, was bit, got, Superman got cake? It was, it was a bit remarkable, quite honestly. Even I was like... Jesus Christ. The Superman must get molested when he goes out on the street walking through the crowds. Good Lord. Superman got cake? Uh, this one did. Huh. This one did. Uh, yeah, if you look it up, Superman no, ass CW. If you look it up, Superman ass CW, you can see July 29, 2016, Bleeding Cool. Superman has a super ass. Thank you, Tyler Hochul. Yes. Um, so, it, it was noticeable. People apparently were like, uh, yeah, no. This is Superman about to race into action. Has Lois Lane somewhere screamed for help? No, no. This is, uh... Everyone can relax. Everyone can relax. Even the super ass. Because this is Tyler Hoechlin as Superman for Supergirl scenes. The objectification may begin now. But, yeah. I don't know. Cake, 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 cake. Alright. Yeah, so, it was a bit I'm ridiculous. too much on Superman's ass. Yeah, it was a bit ridiculous. It was just... It was, it was much. It was much. And that's all that one can say about it. Oh, God, we're at an hour. Um, hmm. We haven't gotten to uh, other things. Um, so, do we just speed through TV? I guess. 
Okay, because we are at an hour, uh, hour and four minutes. Um, TV shows. Okay, so Amazon. Amazon's going to be running The Boys at San Diego Comic Con. The Boys is, uh, you know, an independent comic book series that is coming to Amazon shortly next month. Um, all about people who punish superheroes who are behaving badly. Call yes. The Boys. And it's very much it's filthy. It's going to be violent. So if it's going to be uh, violent. It's going to be filthy. And if you like that type of shit, you're going to love The Boys. Don't you're, watch it with your mother. Love the boys. offend you. Unless your mother's that type and she's filthy, then you can watch it with your mother. But mm-hmm. uh, probably not otherwise. So yeah, DC's The Boys is coming out next month on Amazon um, and will be debuting at San Diego Comic-Con. So I'm sure there'll be more talk about it uh, shortly. Uh, yeah, shortly. Shortly. Also... Urkel's returning! They bring back Urkel. Yay. I'm, I mean, I'm excited. Jaleel White's getting work, and it's Urkel. It's I, I'm more excited Jaleel, Jaleel White's getting work than... Also, Urkel. this makes me think, if this takes off this episode and everybody talks about it, then there is a place for my Family Matters gritty reboot in the universe. Yeah, you know what? Just get Carl Winslow to on board with this, and you should be right. I mean... I think you already had a good idea. Like, I think I should get Jaleel White to play the new Carl Winslow in the Gritty reboot. And then he can be Carl Winslow. I mean, get some young kids to play the new Jaleel White or oh Steve Urkel. Could you, could you have And then he, could, he could see it from the other side of the mirror. He'd be on the other side of the mirror for once. Like, go home, Steve. He'd be like, oh, chills. What if you cast the, the guy who played Carl? I can't remember his name. It starts with a V, I think. Uh, yeah, or, I, I've said his name wrong before, but yeah. Yeah. And, like, you cast him to be Father Winslow. There was no Father Winslow. There was just a Mother Winslow. I know. You cast him to be Father Winslow. You don't. They don't show Mother Winslow. They just have Father Winslow. And I just thought there. you'd make him Carl Winslow's older partner who dies right before he retires. No, nah, you keep him on there. Or he's, like, the chief, you know, or something like that. No, you keep no. him on there as Father Winslow. Maybe. That could work. Uh, but, yeah, no, he, Reginald Vell Johnson. That's his name. Reginald Vell Johnson. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, um, basically Scooby-Doo is coming back out with a new series. Um, the Scooby-Doo series is called Scooby-Doo and Guess Who? The animated series will see Scooby-Doo teaming up with a variety of real and fictional guest stars, including Sherlock Holmes, Batman, the Houston Rockets point guard, Chris Paul, Ricky Gervais, and also confirmed by Jill White, Urkel. So Urkel will be teaming up, Steve Urkel, with, uh, Scooby-Doo. Uh, they so show in the picture him working on the Urkel robot. Bot. Yes, because Steve Urkel was able to make robots that had sentient AI and could do the things he wanted to do. So Urkelbot and Steve Urkel will be in the new Scooby-Doo series. He also made a robot. He also sorry made uh, Urkelbot a cop once. Yes, he made a Carlbot, and he also had um, a doll that was called Stevel. That was from my Hollywood episode. But it's going to be coming out June 27th on Boomerang. Scooby-Doo and guess who? So that's tomorrow, Thursday. I got to fucking find this show. I don't know if, if this is going to be the first episode, but damn it, I hope it's the first episode now. I need my Steve Urkel and my Scooby-Doo. I don't think it's going to be the first episode, but I no, am excited it's, it's to not. see this episode. It's not going to be the first episode, but you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm going to still watch it. Apparently, they're also going to team up with Neil deGrasse Tyson, Mark Hamill, Bill Nye, Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson is just making a check. Uh, Chris like, Paul, Sia, right. Chris Paul, Sia, Halsey, along with fictional characters Steve Urkel, Batman, Sherlock Holmes, The Flash, and Wonder Woman. What? Hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. 
You're gonna watch Scooby Doo now. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna watch Scooby Doo now. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Scooby Doo now. You, yeah. you got me. You yeah. got me. Steve Urkel to the rescue. Okay. Um. Jeez. Okay. So let's get through some of this stuff real fast. Uh, Batman, Martha Twist. What do they do in Batman? Sam. Um, so I haven't actually read this issue, but I read the spoilers because I don't have self-control about that type of stuff. I read every spoiler that ever gives to me every time. But from what they're saying, it seems that Batman is being carried by Batman, if you don't know what this means. Um, in the comics right now, Thomas Wayne is also alive. Like, remember we were talking about just a while ago about Flashpoint? Yes. Thomas Wayne was the Batman in Flashpoint. In the Flashpoint universe, uh, Bruce died. Bruce was killed, and um, I mean, and Thomas was the one. His father was the one who took up the mantle as Batman. Um, right now, in the current comic book, when I say again, Tom King's writing of the Batman is amazing. Uh, he is current. Thomas Wayne is currently teamed up with Bane to break quote unquote the Bat. So the scene where we are right now is he. Thomas Wayne has Bruce. Uh, I guess yes. In his hair on on horseback while they're walking through the desert and he's carrying a coffin and you find out inside the coffin is Martha uh Martha Wayne and what the reason why he's carrying her on a coffin is because he's taking her to the Lazarus pits pit, yeah. which if you don't know the from Batman lore the Lazarus pits are the secrets to Ra's al Ghul's immortality and could restore the corpse to life with their soul intact so there's a possibility that um, Martha. He basically puts it in the book. That he basically puts it in the, the book that he has felt Bruce has been alone and fighting his fight for too long. He's done a lot of good, but uh, he doesn't have to be Batman anymore. His father's there. He can be Batman if he needs to be. But the fact is, the two of them are together now, and he was not going to have his son stop being Batman if their whole family could not be together. So they're taking his mother to revive her so they can all be back together. That's basically what they say. You know, again, because you know me and liking things to change so we can see more interesting stories, I think I would like to see Thomas Wayne as Batman for a little bit. I know they would eventually have to go to Bruce because this is how comics work, but I would like to see Thomas Wayne as Batman. I feel as though this would be kind of like an Azrael take on it with a mix of Punisher because you would see Batman using a gun because Batman doesn't normally use guns, and Thomas Wayne is like, fuck that, I, I shoot whoever's in my face, because that's how you, you can solve a problem. I feel the commissioner and Bruce would have a problem with that, but go on. Uh, that could also be another twist in this movie. Commissioner Gordon dies, because you know what? The fact that he's still alive surprised the hells out of me. He's the best cop there is in all of Gotham City. That's not saying much, because Gotham City is a shithole. And he's the best. <laughs> I'm surprised that, like, there hasn't been some serious episode, like, some, like, permanent station of the National Guard in Gotham City with all the shit it gets into. I think it's too dangerous for them. They don't want to show up there. It's basically. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, DC's doing good stuff with Batman. Um, big twists. Big crazy stuff still. And um, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, we'll just do one more comic thing because I think we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna save some of this for next week. Um... Yeah, I, hey, 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 uh, are you interested in, in our criminal justice system and all the things that entail criminal justice, like like the Mueller report? Yeah, maybe more people should read that. Um, well, maybe you haven't gotten to read it. Guess what? They're going to make a graphic novel of the Mueller report, so now you don't have to just read it. You can look at the pictures. And, um, yeah, 
So the Mueller report, that thing that everyone pinned their hopes on that would do terrible, great things for the country, um, didn't. It's coming out. Uh, the 400-page legal document is going to be turned into a 208-page adaptation summarizing the stranger-than-fiction real-life events surrounding the investigation. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a comic book. It's expected to go on sale in April 2020, you know, after people stopped caring about all this stuff. We've all forgotten it even existed. Oh, no, people first still remember. It's just, it's now it's, the fight is whether or not it was interpreted the right way and what we should do with the information that we've been given. Well, he's about to testify in court, so I guess we'll we'll get a more clarification from him soon. And maybe they'll have more pages to add to this. But, yes. 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 It's fantastic. Comic book news. The Mueller Report's coming. I, I don't like it, because I don't see the fucking point of making it into a graphic novel so that more it's people can not read it. Who find reading without pictures hard to have pictures to read with. So, there you they go. Are, the people who don't like they to are, read it because it doesn't have pictures are also going to complain because it's too long. Because if you're going to do the Mueller report properly, it's going to be like at least... They said 220 pages. Or 208 pages. No one's going to sit down and flip through the... Da- it's not a picture book. No one's going to sit down and just flip through that shit. That's not happening. Maybe, maybe some people in Washington will actually have time to sit down and read it. They're going to wipe their ass with it. They could read it while on the toilet. You know, it's like those toilet papers you get that are like comic strips. You pull one strip and you go, ha-ha. And then you wipe and you pull the next one. Ha-ha. You wipe and it's like, ha-ha, Garfield, lasagna. You this wipe. is a report that basically says that our president engaged in actions that would be considered treasonous. I don't think they're going to put it as a toilet roll. I mean, I'm sure they would do worse things. But yeah, sure, sure. Um, so let's just jump to your new segment. I guess I'm the only one. Wait, do we have anything I can put as music for that? Um, uh, yeah, we can do this. Uh... There you go. Uh, okay, I was actually going to do this next episode, but fuck it. Uh, Joker from Suicide Squad. Everyone bashes the Joker from Suicide Squad. They call him a juggalo Joker and that he's not cool and he's weird and no one likes him. And I think everyone is just so much on Heath Ledger's dick that they can't think of any other Batman. Um, I mean, any other Batman villain than that particular Joker. I would agree to much of that, even though I did not. I don't love Heath Ledger's Joker either. Do you like Jack Nichols' Joker? For what? The time? Sure. Yes. Okay. He lives his Joker is fine. I don't believe he is the end all be all. No. No, everyone seems to be like, hey, Heath Ledger's Joker is the end all be all. I actually found out that the scene in which uh, he's telling Rachel uh, where he got the scars, she wasn't acting. She literally couldn't stare at him because that was the first time she saw him with the makeup and it was literally too disturbing. And him grabbing her face like that, that was ad libbed. He just did that for effect and. The effect work. If you think about it that way, it looks a lot more yes. salty. And yeah, it, it worked really well. Uh, the Suicide Squad Joker isn't that. He's um, no. kind of animalistic. He's weirdly dressed. He's a mob boss. He he's has um, grill. He has grills. And he's just, just seems like super cool for no, like he's trying to be really cool for no reason. Cool. Um, 
in quotation marks. Cool in quotation marks. <laughs> this Joker is a perfect embodiment of, of a this, douchebag. I'm sorry. Uh, no, of this DC universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about right, actually. And and that's why I like him because he's not your normal Joker. He's not gonna get you with the per- he's not gonna get you with the flower. He's not gonna do the jokes and stuff. He's just gonna be unhinged. But yet so but so capable that he has a huge mob like like he has like a mob gang behind him that are willing to do whatever it takes. Cause he raided a fucking factory like a what it was like a like a lab to get the bulletproof to get the exploding collar nanites out of Harley Quinn. Yeah. He, and already had the the like his family like already under like in like like he had them at gunpoint. He was like, Hey, you gotta do what I say or I'm gonna shoot you. There's a scene where he's like Intimidating one of the guards for uh, Blackwater. I mean, is that where they're at? The wherever uh, yeah, Amanda Waller's Blackwater Bell Reeve or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Wherever Amanda Waller, Amanda Waller's keeping the the Suicide Squad. He uh, he's talking to one of the guards there, and he's like, he the first time he sees him, he like he's like doing this like <sighs> kind of clicking thing, and then he he sits down and he puts his ring out, and the guy comes and he's just like. And he kisses the ring, and he's just like, "I can tell you meant that." It's like you, you need like he got Joker's crazy. I remember reading like a Batgirl comic, and he was doing a deal with somebody in Gotham, and the guy was like, "I, you need, we only agreed to have five people in this room. You brought six because you're you're a fifth person, and you brought five bodyguards." And so Joker turned around and shot one of them, and he's like, "Now it's now it's five, because Joker's crazy." And yes. that was a good Joker for a crazy like that was a good version of Joker crazy. He cares about very little things. Harley Quinn was something he cared about in this movie. I I, I don't know if that is actually true because I don't think he cares. I think he cares about Harley in the sense that Harley is his. Yes. Like he, I don't like people playing with his toys. But I like this craziness of the Joker. It fit the universe he was in. That was a very weird universe. Aquaman was a lot different. Aquaman is complete, well, not completely different, but Aquaman is a lot different than he is like in the comics. Yes. And both in look and in personality. This was a very different universe. So this was, and it was a darker universe. We knew it was a grim dark universe. So this is what a grim dark Joker is. You're not going to get the charismatic Heath Ledger Joker, but I don't particularly think that this Joker was so bad that it's like should be burned from the record and everything. This was just another Joker. I wouldn't rank this Joker higher. I would just rank this Joker as like um, mid tier, I guess. And he had a pink Lamborghini. That's that's just that's just awesome. Like that, like that's a pink Lamborghini, and the license plate said "Ha ha." I mean, like, okay. We don't get that shit. We get like kind of like corny shit with the other Joker. Like you know, I want to do like a like a like, you know like a clown car or some shit like that. No, make him kind of more like that's a more modern date up Joker. Like this is what. If you had somebody called the Joker, who was a mob boss, going around, that's what I would think. He would have a pink, hot pink Lamborghini with ha ha in the back. And that's why, you know, I guess I'm the only one that likes this because, you know, I guess my ideas backwise might might sound a little weird to all you guys. Okay. But I personally think that Joker wasn't a bad Joker, and I will change. I will change my mind on this Joker now. Really. I believe everything you've said is correct. Really? Yes. I never want to see this Joker again outside of this universe. You don't have but to. He yes. ain't following anywhere. I agree with the 
the presentation of the universe and the ridiculousness of it and its super grimdark murderverse self, yes, this is probably the best Joker they could get for it, and he fits. Outside of this universe, going forward, I want him to be gone. But yes, he is gonna be. He's gonna be. I will agree with everything you've said at this point. That makes sense. In the flashpoint. Yeah, uh, he's gonna be erased before Flash. He's gonna be erased by October when the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix movie comes out, and people are like, "That's the Joker." Yeah, uh, shout out! I, I'm putting Mike and uh, Mike on notice. Well, I'm putting Mike, Mike DiCuccio on notice because he's the one who invited me. So if you don't do it now, you look bad. He said that he would invite me to the podcast, the Mike and Mike Go to the Movies, to talk about the Joker film when it comes out. So it's on the record. Now it's on the record, Mike, so face. <laughs> yeah, just point it out so he knows that you have to invite him. Or you got we will shame shame you, shame you for Yeah, I'll get the shame bell from Game of Thrones and I'll literally come and ring it like shame, shame, shame. Yes. Well, I think that's about as good a place to roll up as anything because we are at an hour and 21 minutes. So, you know. People have to live lives. They have to get back to work. They have to do things. They have to go to lunch. They have to listen to coworkers, so they can't listen to us anymore talk about geekery and things like that. But a lot of topics got moved to next week. A couple things in the comics, a couple of new books that have been announced, but nothing so immediate that we can't save until next week and uh, make sure we don't bump it, just like Matt Damon on the Jimmy Kimmel Show. I, I didn't get that reference. What are we talking about? Um, Jimmy Kimmel had a running gag for many years where he would bump Matt Damon every night. So every night he'd be like, sorry to Matt Damon, we ran out of time, you can't be on the show. Um, maybe next, maybe tomorrow night. Thanks, buddy. And he would just do it every night as he closed the show until one night, apparently Matt Damon just showed up and tied him to a chair for the entire episode and ran the show himself because he got tired of being bumped. So. Aren't they like secretly like well, not secretly? Aren't they actually like fr- like good friends? All oh no, they are. But that was kind of a running gag he ran from the beginning of the show, and then eventually it ran its course when Matt Damon showed up and tied him to a chair and took over his show for the night. It was the Matt Damon show. Didn't they also go to like couples counseling for one of the? I bit? believe they may have. Yes, I think every so often they run something together. Yeah, it happens, and I think he also lives across the street from John Krasinski, so they tend to prank each other sometimes too. Like, order a bunch of stuff and send it to the other one's house. Ah, I like this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a thing that rich people can do sometimes. They just, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we bought, like, five couches and sent those to his house tomorrow? So they got delivered? Five couches? Yeah. Let's buy him five couches. Because you're rich. Five couches. Yeah, see? Well, if you live near Jimmy Gill, he could prank you by buying five expensive couches and sending them to your house. Is Kimmel Kim from Boston, and does he live in Boston? Uh, I think he's in L.A. now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think uh, he's he's in L.A. with that show, so so I think that's the case. But yeah, they had a prank war. They have prank wars at Christmas and other places. Uh, prank war in Brooklyn, apparently. But um, yeah, Christmas prank wars. But anyway, I guess. Uh, thanks for listening. If you want to hear more, obviously, or follow us on Twitter and Instagram... Just go to thereviewzoo.com on either. Uh, you can also follow our website at Rapture Press on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can listen to any of the other podcasts through your core on the Rapture Press Network. Uh, like Mike and Mike Go to the Movies, where they talk about movies and 
old and new and TV shows. And also the Complete Works, which is Mike and Mike's podcast about the Complete Works of Nicolas Cage. Currently, they are up to his 70th something movie. I think the latest one they did was Dog Eat Dog. And I think the next one is Man of War. A story about a real man in real life who went to Iraq or Afghanistan to find Osama bin Laden. Uh, He basically had a vision from God that told him to go and do that. And yeah, this is based on a real story of a guy who went to, yeah, find Osama to take him down for the United States. Yes. Uh, yeah, apparently, like, I, I occasionally listen to it because also I'm fascinated by Nicolas Cage and the volume in which he does movies. Yes. There was, there was, he has a trend apparently of doing like a lot of these based on true story movies because he was Army in another one. I'm sorry, it was called Army of One. Yeah, he was in another one where apparently he, he they were transporting the nuclear, the atomic bomb, and the ship got like it was like a submarine and it got like capsized, and then they were being picked off by sharks. I have never heard of this. Yeah. Um, I yeah. will have to look it up. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no. That's this is what he does. But uh, Army of One, that's the name of the movie. And in this movie, Jesus or God is played by uh, Russell Brand. So <laughs> oh, after I'm a personal visit by God himself. I'm sorry. It's from the director of Borat, no less. After a personal visit from is God himself. Huh? Is this a comedy? I, I think it kind of is. It's an adventure biography comedy is what they list it as. The eccentric construction worker Gary Faulkner takes the decision to embark on an adventure in the badlands of Pakistan to bring Al-Qaeda's bin Laden to justice. So, yeah, it's based on a real guy. Who did this? This is going to be hilariously awesome or hilariously bad. Uh, Seriously, like you've probably never heard of it. Both. Both. Probably both. But all right, guys. Thank you for listening. I'm Andrew McDonald. And I'm Sam Harper. And we will see you later. Excelsior. <laughs>